this week on the podcast, talking about creative burnout, because I think it's super duper important, very important. Welcome to the Video Simplified Podcast, where I help you simplify the video creation process to help you reach wider and connect deeper with the people that need you the most. From learning to use your camera to simplifying video strategies to help you grow your brand and share your vision using video. So let's jump right into today's episode. Welcome back to the Video Simplified Podcast with me, your hostess, the mostest, Diana Galatney. I'm super pumped and pleased to be here with you on the live podcast recording of this week's episode. Uh, we are multi-streaming this, testing the new multi-streaming feature currently in beta. So if you're testing beta with Ecamm Live, I highly encourage you to give it a shot, give it a try because it is the Bees Knees Hall of Fame already and it's still in beta. So there's uh, some things going around with creator burnout and it's a real topic I'm just not so sure that I'm convinced that it's a real phrase. Obviously, I feel like, okay, let's, let's just go ahead and get knee deep into this. And then I'm going to cover uh, some different points that are, are coming up. Some things that people are sharing of what they feel uh, when they're experiencing what's called creator burnout. And if like you're kind of hitting that space where I might be getting burnt out again, air quotes for this and you'll know, notice why, but I think we should dive in knee deep real quick. I want to talk about like the phases that I see just even being a creator now myself, this makes six when 2023 rolls around very shortly here will be seven years since creating video content period. It was started initially on Facebook for me when my coach, my business coach, which I didn't think anything about social media. It's so funny because a lot of people thought social media was just like a fad. It'll go away. Hell, I remember the first days of picking an email address and like you pick whatever favorite thing, like a lot of people had Tweety Bird kind of a stuff. So <laughs> like Tweety Bird, Sexy Rabbit 3967. It's like, what? What's your email address for your that you want for a job application again? Like the whole journey has been very interesting. But my very first video was on Facebook in a group when he was doing a what he called a visibility challenge, which I may steal that title very soon here for an upcoming challenge of why I'm, I want to get into this conversation. But the challenge was to make 30 videos and to do it in a span of like 90 days or less or something which meant every few days you'd be making a video. Okay, I'm like, whatever. But initially that was not my response. That's my now response. But back then I'm like, he's crazy. He doesn't know anything about me clearly. Um, maybe I picked the wrong coach <laughs> and maybe, you know, he's just, he's tripping. You know, this guy doesn't know anything about me. But the one thing that resonates well with me of remembering those times was that I did not hire this guy for me to remain the same. I didn't hire him for me to stay as I am and have been and, you know, hashtag all the things. So I initially said, yes, this was like a, it takes longer for me to explain the story than it does in the moment, like the little bit of sliver of time that it actually was between him asking me and me saying, yes, I'm going to do it. And so this year marks six years in making videos in general. I don't know what that number is truly. It's a little bit less than that. I'm creating on YouTube and, and as far as like 
publishing on YouTube for the purposes of publishing on YouTube. So fast forward, like now we're in this season where for the first time that I'm really hearing, I would hear about people burning out and you would see these channels like with a million, several million subscribers even, and then they would be getting discouraged and frustrated. And I would hear in their videos why I'm quitting YouTube, why I'm stopping, why I'm not doing YouTube anymore that they're like, look at this video, this video tanked. Look at my channel that it's got like, and again, this is somebody with like one to 3 million subscribers to like five and 7 million subscribers about, it could be anything. It could be thrift store clothes hauls for all who knows what, right? And so I'm sitting there and what's up to everybody in the chat. Good to see you, glad that you're here. Um, again, I'm just going through the podcast since we're doing it live just to maintain the integrity. We'll get into the chats and comments and whatnot for sure. But I remember seeing these people with like a million to several million subscribers and uh, several million, yeah, subscribers, but they're like talking about their channel fail. And they're talking about a video with like 100,000 views on it. And back in the day, like you talking about 2017, again, maybe showing my age here, but I don't care. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, what's wrong with you again? Now, fast forward having some skin in the game, spent a few several thousands of dollars, invested more than <laughs> a, quite a fair share, a bit of money into all of it, you know, just the whole scope of it, learning about websites, learning about email marketing, learning about podcasting, learning about video, learning about everything, you know, marketing in general, personal development courses, books even, like my books are not for show. I've read quite a few of my books that are on my shelf or either used it if I didn't finish reading it to completion, used it for research across a topic, make it six or seven books studying a topic. And so having some skin in the game these many years later and at least having like five years on YouTube that I know for sure, making dedicated videos for YouTube with the intent to publish to YouTube, like, have I gotten tired? of publishing content? No. Have I gotten, and again, I'm not trying to be like, oh, if you're not like me, then what are you doing? No, but like, this would be, I'm gonna be very honest with you. Have I gotten tired of creating videos? No. Have I had videos that absolutely tank? Absolutely yes. Have I looked at those videos and say, what the hell is wrong with you? Absolutely yes. Have I looked at it and said, dang, like, okay, hmm, didn't quite hit the mark on that one. All right, yes. Have I sat back and wondered, why am I doing this? Yes. Would I classify any of those statements as burnout? No. What burns me out, honestly, this is just my personal journey. What burns me out personally, the endometriosis, which is why over the last couple of years, I've been sharing more and more about it because I, I don't like that people have this false assumption of me being like some superwoman or something and like nothing phases me. Not like, hey, take pity of me. I also have like, not like that, but I just want people to know like what the real story looks like. There are some absolute days that absolutely suck, absolutely suck, but not because of really anything dealing with being a creator. It's more so just like other stuff that is a factor of life. And I'm sharing more about it because I want more people to see that if you have a chronic disease or disorder, you can have success in whatever scope of video content creation you desire, right? Like it, 
if you're an introvert, join the club. <laughs> if you are in a good company, if you have chronic headaches and stuff, join the club. You're in good company. If you have family issues, holy moly, have you got a family on YouTube? And you, or, or it could be LinkedIn, it could be Twitter or whatever, it doesn't matter. <sighs> but if you think that the, 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 the grind, and I hate that word too, the grind of it all, which is crazy somewhere in a shirt says creator vibes, life and grind. But the, the, the aspect of what the word grind has meant is, is become glamorized to a point to where, unfortunately, it is only seen as success, like grinding equals success. Grinding doesn't equal success because you can grind at a job and never get what you actually want. You could grind at being a creator and still never actually get what you really desire and what you really, really want. Grinding doesn't equal success. Grinding is the process of hopefully refining something to a point to get and reveal and uncover what you want. You know what I'm saying? Like we, everybody loves the analogy of, of the pressure, the pressure required to make a diamond, the pressure required to make a diamond. Pressure sucks. That refinement process sucks. Like <laughs> go watch the documentary of them explaining how that actually, it sucks. And for all my Christian uh, fellow believers out there, Everybody's like, well, the Lord is just working on me. That sucks too. <laughs> that process sucks too. Refinement, the whole, the ideology around refinement, that sucks. So to say that you're experiencing burnout is a legitimate reason. And I got some notes here that I kind of want to go through because I want to go through like what if, whether you're new into this, whether you're somewhere else, you could be on the high right now. You could be on the low right now. There's ebbs and flows to this. And when you get in a low is when I see most people saying that they're experiencing burnout. When just a few months ago, you were high on a hill, living your best life, hashtag everywhere on Instagram, the stories, the whatever, and life was fantastic. But now because things are not going as well, all of a sudden we like, oh man, I got to create a burnout. No, it's, I think we need to have a different conversation. Here's what I start, like I start seeing the progression of what people go through, creators go through, is they start off excited and you're creating content. You have all of the joys and the hopes up on a pedestal and rightly so because you're looking at the possibilities. Things are going well. You could be gaining momentum into what you're doing, or you're just for the first time seeing what, like going from not posting and thinking about it to actually posting it, maybe getting some love on it. And you like, man, I knew I should have did this a long time ago. You know, <laughs> it's like, I knew, I knew, man, you know, and it's like, eh, okay, but we're all excited about what can become right. Then it's the next stage. Reality sets in. You've been posting long enough that you can start to guess a little bit around what should work and what doesn't. But like I say, reality sets in because growth starts to slow a little bit. Energy starts to get a little depleted. You are going from potentially a time when 
Maybe you had more time to create and now you don't have as much time to create. And so the frustrations around what that reality looks like is not like I thought, like, you know, like you start thinking like I thought maybe I don't like eh, like the hesitancies and all that stuff start to come up. The brand new feeling, quote unquote, brand new has worn off. Your car has your scent to it now. It's not the brand new car smell anymore. You lost the brand new car smell because you've been in it consistently driving it every day in different scenarios, weathering different things. Now old habits start to settle back in of, it doesn't matter if I make that deadline or not. You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't matter if I, well, I said it was going to be videos every Tuesday and Thursday. And then on Saturday mornings at 6am, we're going to do this. And then you're like, well, the last few posts didn't quite go the way I wanted. So it's like, mm, I could take five. Then going to the next season. Now it's the retry and the fail season. I'm going to try this again. I'm going to try it again. I'm going to try it again. I'm going to try something new. <laughs> I'm going to buy something new. Okay, if we was in church, I would say raise your hand for all of those of you that are in the buy something new phase. This is where I think for quite a few creators, you go beyond the what do I need for to get started with video kind of a thing or what do I need to get started in hashtag fill in the blank too. I probably should buy this and then it'll make stuff better for me. You know what I'm saying? Kind of a thing. Or why don't I hire somebody to help me with this and hire something new that could be like we just talked about uh, on the channel we did the live streams about hiring a video editor hiring a virtual assistant okay well what about hiring a coach you could be hiring a coach you could be buying a course um different niches are spaces where people will buy stuff like courses especially don't get caught up in the can't remember what the website's name is now, but they have sale like course like $27, $35, whatever, knocked down from $199, whatever, you know, and it's like, well, you just keep buying courses. Do you finish those courses? That's a conversation for another episode. <laughs> but then the next season of life approaches in this stage of going through the content creation wave of blame settling in. All of these in air quotes, by the way. <laughs> Why aren't they dot, dot, dot? Like, why isn't my audience doing this? Or why, why did they like this video over here versus this one? Why did they like somebody else's video on the same topic, but not yours? I wish YouTube would just, now it's the platform's fault. Now it's time to talk about the algorithms. Okay. Old, old buddy, uncle Al over here tripping. Let's talk about uncle Al. Right, the al algorithm need to do this and see TikTok's algorithm is better. So maybe I'm gonna take my stuff and I'm gonna go over there. And then, oh, Instagram, you tripping? Oh, we can do photos now back or should we come back? Oh, you know what? Screw all of y'all old existing platforms. I'm going to Vero or whatever the hell that one was just called that everybody was going to. Or it could be like back in the day. With, I don't think, I don't feel like even, I'll correct my statement before I even say it. Clubhouse, because Clubhouse, is a feature based platform at a season where it made sense, but then that feature can be duplicated. So then 
You don't kind of have to go there for that. You know what I'm saying? Again, asterisk next to that one. That's a conversation for another story. And then it's like, well, YouTube only promotes in a very brutally honest moment. This comes up in a lot of creators of color circle because it'll be stated. And I'm not saying that there's not some legitimacy to some people's things where it's like it may put you make make you want to question some things. However, it becomes the thing of YouTube only promotes fill in the blank. They only promote you if you got these many subscribers. They only promote you if you got this particular skin hue. You only promote it if it looks like this, or maybe I should dress like that. YouTube only promotes, I've even seen where people say pretty people. That one has a deep, <laughs> deep rabbit hole, but fill in the blank with how you feel. Then it's just like, well, I just don't understand why, you know, fill in the blank. Now, have I personally felt some kind of way at different, yeah, I think it's normal. I think it's absolutely normal to feel certain things, but this is where I think the whole conversation around creator burnout can become dangerous. And I'm not going to put anybody's names on front street or any channels or accounts or anything like that, because I don't think that that's fair, but I do want to speak to some profiles that I'm seeing, or at least uh, some comments from certain profiles that was based on a graph that TubeBuddy put out about nine days ago asking, it says, well, this is what it said. It said 90% of creators say they've dealt with burnout. And then the question becomes, have you? And this was in preparation to a video post that they were getting ready to put out. And it has 5.3 thousand votes on it. 76% say yes. 24% said no. Some of the comments replied, and you can go look this up for yourself. One person said, uh, of course, yes. And I think whenever possible, whenever possible, expand to a team and it takes a lot of the burden off your shoulders. I can submit to you. That is not true. <laughs> you take some burdens off yourself. You take those tasks off, but that doesn't take away. Yeah. The CEO cap is something different. The CEO slash creator cap is something different. So yeah, no, good try. But no, <laughs> but good thoughts anyway. I, I I have to say I respectfully disagree on that one. And then one person says, yes, in the past, but I recovered because not losing hope is the moral of the story. That sounds great. Another one says, yes, definitely, but it comes with the grind. There's that word again. It's like when you plant a seed and you want it to grow as fast as possible, but remembering that it has to push through the obstacles to grow. And I like that one. It continues on with some other stuff. One person, which I think a lot of people would relate with, was burnout from my day job, but not from filming myself making art. But I've also learned I've had to set strict boundaries before starting and accepting, you know, what they decide to do uh, and just accepting the fact that it's going to take longer to build his audience slash community around his channel. And one last one, because I like this one. Um, well, two, one says, absolutely. I'm actually struggling with it lately. It can be tough to keep grinding that word again on YouTube in between everything else in life. Quite a few people agree with that one. And it says, yes, about six months in, I started to doubt and wonder why am I even doing this? Did I not just say this? It took, I took two months off 
And that hit my channel hard, but I needed it because during that time I realized that I was doing it because I was having fun when I was creating content. I don't think like, I don't, I don't like, I'm say I disagree with some of these statements and it's like a long list of them, which is a good read, but I don't disagree with some of them because it's like, I understand where that comes from. And like I said, I believe what most people, when it comes to creator burnout, quote unquote, they're experiencing a season of failing. One young lady spoke, like I said, we just read it about six months in, she's doing this and she was having fun. And what did I say earlier? The newness has worn off the, oh, this is expensive now, or I'm losing sleep for what? Why am I even doing this? How many of us could say the same thing? Now, here comes the kicker. I believe that what is known as creator burnout goes out when the efforts stop producing the desired fruit. Whatever those efforts could be, it could be based on a view count. It could be based on a subscriber number. It could be based on, um, some other ones that I've thought about where like how much you're getting pushed out. Like there are some creators that for a season, you'll see them everywhere. Everybody has them on their show. Everybody has them on a podcast, not because like a book or something is coming out, but just because, and you will see them like everywhere. Then you don't see or hear anything. Then unfortunately, if I go like search, because there is something to be said about what you actively see on your even subscriptions tab or what you actively see on your YouTube homepage, it varies. Like we love to talk about recently what, what Ryan Trahan did with his penny series, this latest iteration of it. But what about all the people whose videos you stopped seeing <laughs> when every single day, whether you were subscribed or not, unless you told YouTube, you did not want to see those videos. They were like, there's so many other people getting value out of this. We think you need to take another look at this. I take it like, okay, you ain't like yesterday. You're going to try it again today. We got 30 of these, by the way. You know, so nobody's thinking at that time. What about the other creators' videos at the time? Not getting pushed out as fast, as much, or whatever, or just not being seen in the moment. Because there's only so much real estate on your mobile phone. Only so much on your tablet, computer, and the like. But there's a, a statement that I saw that Amy Landino, she used to go by Amy Schmittauer before she was married, that if you've ever read her book, Vlog Like a Boss, depending on how long you've been on YouTube, you may or may not know this creator. This one deserves to be seen on the YouTube sphere. This said, and we're going to zoom in here for effect, said my favorite question to ask myself when things aren't going my way is one I borrow from Tim Ferriss, which if you don't know Tim Ferriss, absolutely check him out. It says, how am I complicit in creating the conditions that I say I don't want? I love this question because it's such a brilliant way to ask how someone can take responsibility rather than playing the blame game. That's one that like you could ponder on that for a while, but depending on how you feel about the whole creator burnout thing, or if you're in a season of burnout, you feel like you're experiencing it. I would highly suggest you journal about it because thinking about it, don't cut it. Sometimes 
it's there's something to be said about journaling the connection that your hand makes with a pen and a piece of paper and actually because typing this is kind of like just the the keystroke thing is dismissive in a sense like you know what i'm saying it's not as much connection that happens there i highly encourage you to write what i've noticed and i noticed this a long time ago is that because i've been journaling for years my handwriting sucks like it is almost illegible to me the very next day based on how i actually am feeling in the moment of writing and so when i revisit themes or situations or whatever is happening and i'm rewriting about that again i can literally compare i don't care what words are coming out of my mouth pen wise at that point my handwriting tells the truth of how i actually feel so it's different for everybody but what amy said in this quote from tim fair is that how i how am i being complicit in creating cre the cre <laughs> i can't even speak english today how am I being complicit in creating the conditions that say I don't, that I say that I don't want? How am I being complicit in creating the conditions that I say I don't want? Now let's reapproach this from the, the topic of creator burnout, which is why this whole time I've been saying air quotes around the whole thing of creator burnout. How am I being complicit in creating the conditions that I say I don't want? This is like, now it's time to get honest. Now it's time to be, is it the algorithm or is it because maybe you haven't ever invested in a course that would teach you the necessary next know-how right now, know-how skill that you need to fix what the problem has been. Promotion. Maybe it could be you've never invested in a copywriting book or a copywriting training or a masterclass. Let's say you don't go buy somebody's $5,000, $10,000, whatever, something that's fine. It's still like $97, $47 base products to get you started. Maybe you never just even invested the time to learn copywriting to know what are the words that sell. I highly recommend the book. The words that sell by Ray Edwards, writing the words that sell or how to write the words that sell rather by Ray Edwards. Phenomenal book. I don't know what that book sells for maybe like seven, 10, even $14, even a whole blueprint, the pastor framework, P person, problem, pain point, a, the aspirations and amplifying the pain. You're going to S is it story and solution. Like I could quote it to you verbatim, not because of any relationship with Ray, but because of studying the work investing time in the book, investing time in the whatever. How am I being complicit in the conditions that I say that I don't want? Click through rate not doing so great. Maybe I should get some help with thumbnails. Maybe I should have somebody that's not my friend that's not gonna pat me on the back and say, oh, that looked good. Or somebody that don't know what the hell to even look for or think about when it comes to thumbnails, actually evaluate the last 10 or 15. If I'm going to commit to making them, why don't I take more than five or 10 minutes on a thumbnail then if it becomes the billboard of whether or not a video gets clicked on or not? Why don't I use or invest in something like a TubeBuddy or VidIQ and actually, oh, that costs too much money. Do it. Do it. Really? You know what I'm saying? Like, the, And so let's say you did all the stuff because there are some people that literally have done all the stuff. I'm just throwing it out there. 
thoughts that I had before I, maybe I invested or bought something or did something stuff that I hear. I get a lot of emails, DMS, and even like client emails and stuff and having conversations in between sessions and stuff. We talk about it. We talk about it, but it's not to have like an accusatory style approach to these things, but really to think and ponder. Can you righteously say, those are not my issues. And let's say you invested in all the things. Maybe, just throwing it out there, buying stuff is not the problem. You got money, obviously, to spare. Did you finish the course that you bought? That's a big one for a lot of people. I wish I had the statistics now that I think about it of how many people actually finish, start to finish without skipping and jumping around the course that they invested in that was supposed to be the thing that helped them or did they enter in it with an approach that I already know this. I already know it. I already heard them talk about that. Sometimes it's like how it is with reading a book. It's not about like, I know it already, quote unquote. But when you first heard it, you were one person. Now hearing it again, you're somebody else different, which is the different version of you that needs to hear it the most because you are not the same the last time you heard it. Even when you rethink about a situation or story or whatever, you're not the same. Very interesting. Even if you recount to somebody else a story, I watched this happen with my, uh, my dad and a, a sibling of his, and somebody was trying to tell the story and he's like, that's not, that's no, that's wrong. Like, that's not right. Matter of fact, I don't even think it was simple. I think it was uh, just a relative, family relative. They was trying to tell a story of something that he did in his youth and that happened with them. And it was just like supposed to be something funny or whatever. And it's like, that's not even close to how that happened. Like you telling the story wrong because they remembered it wrong. Or maybe somebody told a joke with it that made you remember it wrong. So even if you recount the story that you heard or the what you think you knew or know, it's like it could be different. I just want us to open up the door of potentially being wrong and that sometimes it's not create or burnout, but it might be as simple as accepting temporary defeat and failing in a situation or a season of life. I think we are getting to a place where we're trying to, it's one thing to empathize with situations is something else to coddle people to a point to where it becomes not helpful anymore. And that's kind of where I feel like the whole creator burnout thing is happening. Just like this um, gentle parenting is one thing that kind of comes to mind with some of that stuff. And the videos on TikTok are hilarious around the situations and the like, but I feel like this always consistent, gentle approach that we can't hurt anybody's feelings keeps us sometimes from telling the truth and not that it has to be harsh or disrespectful or demeaning. Like that's not what truth telling has to mean, but I feel like we're moving into such a, a space of gentle coddling around sometimes when it's, it's okay to say you fail. Like the thumbnails are failing. The videos are failing. It's okay. Failing doesn't have to mean final. 
Like it's it's okay that the course that you took, you went through it, you watched it, maybe you watched it four times. It didn't work. <laughs> that try I have spent some money on some things that didn't work. I'm a, a crazy student. Crazy student. Some stuff don't work. Maybe it was outdated when you got it. It's okay. It failed you at that time, in that moment. But to say that you're burnt out, I don't think that's the case. Because I don't think a lot of people are doing all of what they are saying that they're doing. Like, you know what I'm saying? It long enough. You haven't been... Like, my sister, she... I'll tell you this. I won't say what other people should do. Because I don't really like accusatory style stuff. Style content and, like, pointing the finger at... So I'll share a little story about me. I was about 16. Started my first job. And this is like week two. <laughs> and I was sleeping in after school because I only had like a couple hours before I needed to go to work or whatever. And I'm exhausted. I used to do a bunch of stuff in school, like band, track manager, and do a bunch of stuff. Okay, I'm exhausted. And I went to my sister's house and thinking it would be closer for me to go to work from there. And she's waking me up and I'm like, I don't even feel like going to this job. Like I'm tired. She went off on me in the, one of the only ways that this particular sister <laughs> can, which is her own unique approach. And she told me, and I never forgot this. She said, you don't even know how to work yet for you to be tired. And I'm like, I do know how to work. I pull all the tripe and clean it and deep fry it. I was working at a barbecue place. I'm like, I, do, I, I make all kinds of sauce up in there. And I'm like, she said, you don't even know how to work. You ain't even been working long enough to even know how to work. Went to work that day with an attitude more than just for going to work. Cause I had an attitude with my sister. What does she mean? I don't know how to work. What does she mean? I don't know how, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, she don't know me. Like <laughs> all of that stuff. I'm like, she don't, she don't know what I do at work. Like she don't know. The more that I worked the job, the more that I actually learned what she was talking about. It just took time and the repetitious application of the doing, whether good, bad, or otherwise. Could, we, could it be a such thing at this point in most people's life where they can say they have work burnout? Hell yes. Like your regular job burnout? Hell yes. Because you've been doing it long enough to go through the ebbs and the flows, to weather the storms, to now assess all of the environmental situations that you get put through to say, I'm tired of doing this particular type of work or this particular type of work at this particular location. But the problem I have with the conversation around creative burnout is most people haven't created long enough to experience the ebbs and the flows, to understand if they really and truly are having issues with the niche and the kind of the scope of content that they're making and to do something different, or if they literally don't love the video side of it. Maybe they don't love the aspect ratio of the, what they're doing. So YouTube videos and long form, longer form content isn't for you. Maybe it is TikTok videos, same niche, same topics, 
Maybe it is going over there where the camera and the audio don't matter. It's no real algorithms in the sense of what, like how YouTube is. The, it's two different worlds at that sense. No matter how YouTube wants to copy what TikTok is doing, TikTok is a different animal. So it can try to copy it like it's a feature. It's a different animal. Maybe the TikTok is right for you. The niche is fine. Maybe it is. And then for to be very transparent and honest for a lot of people, YouTube was a distraction for you. And you're trying to make it be something that maybe you're calling into what you should be doing is someplace else. It's doing someplace else. It could be opening that brick and mortar location. Not that social media and video content won't be a thing. That don't mean you have to make it. I don't know who the head of TubeBuddy is right now from it being Ben Entertainment to when it was the uh, other company, but not like by heart. But that guy was never the guy making the, the TubeBuddy videos. You know what I'm saying? The heads of the company is not never the people really most of the time being the creator. So maybe you go find you a personality like a flow from Progressive that does that stuff for you. I love our, our history museum. That's what they do. You don't see the curator coming in from <laughs> hanging up sculptures and stuff and making sure that no. So might it might be doing something else or it could be hiring other people to do the menial work and the aspects of the creator journey that you hate so you can focus on doing the video stuff. But if it is a season of failing, let's just call it that. Are you tired of creating or have you just not been creating long enough to where like you, you just you don't have the, the thick enough skin at that point? And I even hate that as a phrase, but it's like, but you haven't matured. I wrap it up and suffice to say it was a comment that I got on a video um, and I was out of town. And needless to say, the, Di the Diana before she has handled the 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 pain and the muscle spasms and all of the hell that comes with dealing with this damn endometriosis. I hadn't dealt with it at that moment. And, and so I'm waking up fresh and frustrated <laughs> and I'm like, I need, yeah, we need to get a handle on this. I need something to eat. So I was out of town. That's the space I was in just to give a little context. And I saw a comment that asked something. I went off. You depending if you like Gary Vaynerchuk or not. I like Gary V, but it his stuff with empathy on when people he was like, no, I really believe that. Like when they have like I have empathy for him, bro. And I'm like, dude, we ain't grow up. Maybe we, and I get it. Gary got a different kind of background too, and it's like we ain't grow up in the same hood though. You know, it's like I got an attitude for different stuff. But my initial approach is not quite as respectful, respectfully speaking. But you know, it's like so his comments around empathy. I. I ain't have an empathy bone at that moment. I reply to comments and it's very like usually black and white analytical or whatever. But at that particular moment, didn't have that Gary V <laughs> empathy he was talking about at that moment. So they caught what they caught and what they caught was me going off in a very nice and respectful way. Very, very rarely will you see where they catching the full hell, like because somebody's being disrespectful where, and that wasn't the case, but it winded up being a comment where I said to that person, when you mature as a content creator, then you'll realize how off base your comment is 
and asking about this, about whatever or saying whatever it is that you're saying. But because I'm not a jerk, allow me to reply to the, the comment that you should have asked or what you're applying, implying being that fill in the blank and allow me to answer that specific question that wasn't asked. Then it's like, oh, I, I mean that, you know, you know, <laughs> catch me on a live stream might be a different occasion. I ain't got time to, 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 to think about what I want to say as much, but no, it's, it's, it's interesting because it's truth. It's the truth though. If you haven't matured as a content creator, is it proper to assess the, what somebody is feeling as creator burnout? Or are we naming symptoms of something else and just slapping on a label? You know what I'm saying? I feel like for most people, it's not creator burnout because you haven't even been creating long enough to know what the, the feelings of it being like the full scope of being a creator actually is. I post it every day for 60 to 90 days. And what about the people that's been on the platform for nine and 10 years? You know what I'm saying? Like get at least consistent years or you had an account for some years, but you ain't necessarily <laughs> posted six months out the year. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's different. I just feel like if it's going to be the frustrations around failing in a season where it's not quite going as well as you want, I would highly encourage people to revisit this beautiful beautiful quote that Amy Landino put out, which was by Tim Ferriss, obviously ask yourself this, how am I complicit in creating the conditions that I say I don't want? How am I complicit in creating the conditions that I say I don't want? It's a very interesting quote. And I don't want to interrupt the podcast. Like I usually, every episode will have the gear fix and stuff uh, where we add that in. But I think we're good there. We're good there. Because until we can respectfully answer that, you don't have to tell anybody your results or what gets said or whatever. But until we can honestly, internally and privately, before we post that, tweet that uh, I'm burned out as creator YouTube only in okay how am I being complicit with the results that I'm saying that I don't want how am I how am I going to hold myself accountable for the successes and the failures because I believe the full scope of being a creator is accepting the wins with the failures and accepting the failures in the season of failure. And it doesn't mean being okay with failing. And it doesn't mean looking for something new, trying something new, maybe investing in something that makes stuff more efficient for you. Fill in the blank of whatever the potential solution would be. But being a creator is a bigger scope than just the highs. It's the highs and the lows both together, because I don't believe that we can even righteously discuss success without the failures. And there's no champion nowhere in the world 
that can't tell you the scope of both. And so in comparison to that, and what some of our favorite heroes in the world have gone through, this is easy work. I'll put it this way, it's simple work. Doesn't mean it's gonna be easy. It's simple work, the concepts and stuff is simple. Doesn't mean it's always going to be easy. Again, I'm gonna read this quote one more time, then I'm gonna go to the comments because it's such a strong, daggone question. How am I complicit in creating the conditions that I say I don't want. If you haven't left this episode, not, not this episode, but you haven't left this podcast a rating or review, depending on where you listen to this audibly. And if you're watching this live, you can go on your phone, you can multitask, leave a rating review. But as I love to end all of my shows, the winds of life blows on us all, but it is how you set your sails. With that, guys, a little bit of passion. I'll see you on the next episode of the Video Simplified Podcast. Take care. Love this. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode, but the value doesn't stop there. For more in-depth trainings, courses, and growing your brand using video, join the Video Simplified community at videosimplified.live.